Welcome to Damsels in Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to female protagonists in fiction, film, and the stage. Co-hosted by Katie Zutter and India Marie Paul. For our fourth season, we take a deep dive into the leading ladies of the Golden Age musicals and discuss just how well these Hollywood and Broadway characters have aged. This is the second of two episodes discussing Rodgers and Hammerstein's final collaboration, The Sound of Music. Join us as we go to the hills and try to solve a problem like Maria. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to our... I almost say after hours, but it's not right. (laughs) Part two. Part two. The Sound of Music. Yes. Where we get to talk about the problem of Maria in this Uh, musical. I'm so glad we left her by herself. Yes. When we were trying to decide how to orchestrate this monster, if you will. Because not only does this have the most articles about the movie and all that kind of stuff. like So this has more than any other thing we've researched. But Mm -hmm. also, it was originated by stories originated yep. by yep. a real existing person with a yep. real family that did most of these things not all of them yep. but most yeah. of them yeah so like this is a lot there's a lot to <laughs> dive into yes. Yes. So, i'm glad we put her by herself yes and, and welcome. She, like, welcome to maria <laughs> she was the writer of the five books about this family that this one is the the musical specifically taken i think i wrote it down the story of the trap family singers so it's inspired Amazing. by the first of her five books about the family. <laughs> and it was a play first. It was originally mm-hmm. they were going to base it on the book. It was a play. Um, Mary Martin was already going to be Maria. She was famous by now. Her husband was a producer of this project. They hired their playwrights. And then they were going to use the original music from the Trap Family Singers in the play. So it was going to be a, mu- a play with Ooh, music. Yes. I did not catch that. That is really cool. So that's how it started. Huh. But then Mary Martin was like, and she's already been Peter Pan by this point. So she's like right, a Broadway right, right, star. Right, right, she's right, great. Right. She was like, I think we need some songs that are specifically for this play because they weren't quite vibing right. They just weren't like the repertoire wasn't exactly what they wanted for like dramatic reasons in the, right. well, the play. Well, and, and too, it's it's got to be totally different than what broadway style music is exactly although i will say to make one comment about this Mm -hmm. for them to have an array of music that has already been made popular even though it was not that long before though only a couple decades yeah yeah, yeah. like people would still recognize that potentially and to choose no is very interesting to me only because almost all of the musicals we have talked about this far almost all of Mm -hmm. the musicals we're like jukebox style. We've already made yes. them. We put yes. them together from popular singers. or Yes. So that's kind of funny that they actively chose to to go against that like semi-norm yes. of the golden age. Yeah. I thought it was cool that it, I, the yeah. fact that it was a play first and that. I love that Mary Martin was like already in it. Like she was yeah. like, it's, yeah. Oh my gosh. Part my of voice it. just like stopped working. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yes. Like she's <laughs> ready for to say. She was always Maria. That's the, the end of that story. She's always Maria. So they brought the librettist Howard Lindsay and Russell Krauss on. So they were going to use the real songs. And then Mary Martin's like, I think we need to bring on a couple like new ones. So she asked Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein II to write a song for her character. And then they were concerned that the original song wouldn't mix well with the folk music. So mm-hmm. it was suggested that Rodgers and Hammerstein just, just write a whole new like, score. Do the whole thing. <laughs> just just write do the whole thing for us. A whole score. So they they're did. already very accomplished human beings. Yes. 
Uh, so they they this was their last musical together. Oscar Hammerstein had already been diagnosed with cancer when they begun working on the new musical. And actually, the song Edelweiss was the last song that he wrote before he passed. So sad. And he saw the broad. I believe he saw the Broadway musical premiere because he died in 1960, but he never saw the movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't have made it to the movie. Wow. Um, so that's kind of the the origin of the Broadway musical um there's not a lot of information about mary martin's control of it or not obviously she her opinion mattered because she was like oh yeah here's a song from (laughs) her husband was producing it like now it's a musical like right but there isn't a whole bunch of information that i found i don't know if you found anything about mary martin's version um not not really because what i focused a little more on is maria yes and what her impact was on it yes tell me and it was interesting to me because i could find more of her involvement with the movie than i could with the musical same same like a lot like she's in the movie i know isn't that so cool like as a cameo which is so cool as they're singing i have confidence in sunshine i have confidence in rain like that whole bit as she's running down to to meet the von traps like she's Mm -hmm. there with one of the original kids Mm -hmm. and then one of her daughters with captain daddy trap <laughs> with daddy von trap it's back with it. um uh so like i think that's really beautiful but obviously they brought them brought her in a lot f- more for that because even years after julie andrews and her were friends and they came oh, back a few that. times to do things yeah so later they actually came on and they sang edelweiss together Aww. and then maria taught julie Andrews how to yodel. Yes, I did find like, it. That's so years cool. Years later. Yeah. So like clearly, at least um in from from Julie's side. Julie. Oh, Julie, Julie Andrews. <laughs> I love her so Dame much, Julie guys. Andrews. <laughs> I love her so much. Clearly, she wanted to and enjoyed doing her character work for this because yeah. she is remained friends with, yeah. with Maria. I couldn't find anything to that extent for the musical and yeah granted i feel like that we that is kind of a common trend <laughs> yeah yeah like we talk about kiss me kate and it was like i could find nothing about them talking to the There's not a whole bunch of interviews very currently yeah. active couple that the yes. whole play was written about yes. Like, you know? yes i feel like it seems like these producers like get an idea in their head and they just kind of like run with it yeah and whoever's in the room get to say yeah is what it seems like there's not a whole bunch of like age. behind this unless you unless someone wrote an autobiography about the process like it there's just not right it's just hard to find stuff yeah whereas you know the movie even just like the ten years later I could find so much more yeah about yeah. about that which was which was really cool and I really love that they brought her because I mean it's I mean it's her story <laughs> it is and um what I found really funny is that the one of the children Agatha said in her I think she wrote an autobiography. So we got a little bit of more than just Maria's feelings about yeah. stuff was that uh, she believed that s- solve a problem was the most accurate element of the show to Maria's actual character. Like how to yes. solve a problem about Maria. Yes, because they also, al- along with the the very typical Maria coming from the nuns and kind mm-hmm. of not being as great of a nun as she could yes. be. I mean, she yes. wasn't nun yet. She was training. But yep. like in real life, just touching on the real mm-hmm. Maria, mm-hmm. her childhood was stunted. So she did not know super well how yep. to how to behave and how yep. and how to be warm. Yeah, it's it's 
I think it's one of the children said this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the children, they said they, they were upset with the father's description, yeah. but going into it was Maria herself with her emotionally stunted upbringing who needed thawing. Johannes von Trapp said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said that she was um, very, had like a quick temper, like would have outbursts and then be super nice after. And even Maria herself was like, she was so much worse than what they made. <laughs> yes. Maria of the movie, like she, it, it, even in the Abby stuff, that she was just so much worse than they yeah. made Maria in the movie, which is funny that she admits it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, she's very self-aware. And yeah. I love that for her. Yeah. I love that for her. And I think that's why it was so successful, too. Yeah. I mean, why they felt that they were okay with changing some things and flipping things because she is she is so like, yeah, that was me. Yep. <laughs> like calling herself out before anybody else does. Yeah. And I do understand Mm-hmm. why how it would be really fun to see that version like the true version of maria yeah i do understand making the story of the captain yeah. be okay oh well he has the whistle yes he makes them wear sailor suits yes yeah. he has whistles for each one of them also true let's yeah. make them march in a line he's a captain that makes sense and that's well, not actually what he did so yeah. i understand like i think it's fun I don't mind that they flipped it to make yeah. him a little bit more because I think it works with the character, especially yeah. since we're only getting I know we keep saying it's a super long musical, but like yeah. in the we, scope yeah. of like the books that she's written about her life, mm-hmm. this is so small. Yeah. And to be able to fit like yeah. a cohesive story into yeah. just that like two and a half hours. Um yeah. I understand why. And it's very endearing to have this dad who's lost his wife and is yeah. so you get to see him change. Like Mm -hmm. I mean, it actually fits perfectly well into what we have discussed in the season about what was expected of a Golden Age musical where you have two opposing forces that come together by the end. And that's Mm -hmm. they they made them on opposite sides. If we had a Maria with a higher temper and a captain with less of a temper, then what like what do we have to come together? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. Well, it'd be the same way. It's just. There's a shorter distance to go, like by putting her as super kind and him as Mm -hmm. super strict. You have a well, larger, yeah. But we're in a world in which women are supposed to be kind. So exactly. That's where we're. That's where exactly. we're living. Like she has to be mm-hmm. the soft, gentle, and he needs to be the stern mm-hmm. man. Yes. <laughs> in this <laughs> yeah, era, yeah. <laughs> and in this, in this, uh, in this show. So like, yeah, there are definitely differences, but I get it. Like I agree with you. Like mm-hmm. I. I understand why they dramatized certain things. I mean, they moved it te- a decade after when it actually happened, so it was right on the cusp right to of push the war. Right. Which they still did flee. They still yeah. did do all those things, but it wasn't quite the yeah. Rolf dramatization yeah. that we yes. get. Because exactly. once again, they're, con- they're shoving a lot of stuff into two and a half hours. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Like I get it. Like, And it is it is based on, it is not, it's supposed to be an autobiography. Right. It's a right, musical right, right. version. As we said in the last podcast, musical went really well, ran for three years. Mixed mm-hmm. reviews. There's a lot of um, complaints about <laughs> it being the same as King and I. <laughs> yes. Which yes. I'm like, actually, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Like, although significantly more appropriate. For sure. The, That's yeah, why it's the, lasted longer than King and I, I think, yes. it's popular. Yeah, the King and I has a lot, a lot of issues with it. Um, yes. But that's another thing we can talk about later. But yeah, that's um, a whole But despite that, it has like stunning music, which makes me devastated. Yeah. Um, it's a formula, but, though. You have the governess, you have a stern mm-hmm. stern person versus someone who's trying to open mind. Yeah. Like you have a little bit of a rivalry with a yeah. potential wife or like a 
an actual wife. Like there's a lot of people who are like, mm, you've done this before. Right. Which is a little <laughs> annoying because at least Maria's story is real. Yeah, it's based the like King it's so and I funny. Is, is not. The only yeah. thing that's real about that is governesses were in fact sent there. Yeah. Nothing else about yeah. that is real. They like, oh shit, we're, we did this one already, but this one's real. Like it's Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was fictional and it was yeah, yeah. so oh gosh. <laughs> well, that's, and it was in all honesty, I'm not a Roger and Hammerstein fan. Yeah. I never have been. Yeah. I respect what they did for the musical for sure. history and like I have no problem with anyone else liking them because I get it. Yeah. But what they lean in, they lean into a lot of sentimentality, which is totally mm-hmm. fine. And what people need sometimes, I get it. Which is but why they ruled the Golden Age era. They did. They really did. And I think it is that, like, leaning into a little bit of that, that maybe my cynicism just comes out. <laughs> it's just not for me. But Julie Andrews, even when she took on the role, like, her and Christopher Plummer and the screenwriter, like, worked to kind of strip away a little bit of that, like, sentimentality out of the movie which is why i think the movie has actually gained more popularity because there were like the characters yeah were more than just kind of um like she wasn't more than just sweet you know like and i think the original Mm -hmm. comes off far more just like kind person like it it feels she and julie andrews might have just because she is good (laughs) like she's phenomenal (laughs) and that's that's another thing i think that's similar she has similar star power to in a very different way mm-hmm. to um, Marilyn Monroe. Like, why yeah. Gentlemen for Blondes? I even said that to my my husband. was like, oh, what were you filming like the last time? I'm like, oh, Gentlemen for Blondes. And he's like, oh, I don't know that. And then I sang Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend. He's like, oh, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe sings that. I'm like, yeah. Yes. She's in the yes. movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you know what I mean? Like, yes. I feel like Julie Andrews is part of the reason yeah. that that movie has made it so far. And obviously the care yeah. that they took into that you can tell the musical still well done still well oh, written still, yeah. i mean it's pushing a lot of boundaries especially i mean when you think about it a lot of people going to the show saw world war ii happen yep are still recovering from world war ii yep. like that was ballsy mm-hmm. to, night do, at the theater. Oh, wait, to the do that are here. <laughs> yeah like yeah. that is so ballsy to do that so quickly yeah after when people are still feeling the effects yep of the war, you know. Yeah. So I'm going to them for doing that. Yeah. But I, I feel like it has a little bit of that golden a golden age stench of yes. it being the – but it's still the fun night at the theater. Yes. Which, yeah, it does when you take it away. It truly is a problem. Like Maria, you see her flaws as yep. well. Yeah. You see – like she's very well-meaning. But I love like, – <laughs> Like all over the place. <laughs> I love the song, How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria? Because like who hasn't – like when you have a troubled friend – or like yeah. know someone who like doesn't quite have their life together and oh my god how relatable to have a group of people be like what are we gonna do about this <laughs> like my we- mom walked down the aisle at her wedding to how to solve problem to how to solve problem it was the or the orchestral version oh, where you know how it plays later when they're like yeah rushing to get married real quick yeah it's that it was either the processional or the recessional she couldn't remember which which my mom has a very short side note was thin, blonde, blue-eyed, but would come home with, like, snakes in her pockets because she found some animals that she wanted to keep as pets. I love that To the that mortification so of my grandmother. I love that so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it made sense. It made- yeah, that makes perfect sense. I love that. And what a great introduction. Like, as we move into this movie, like, 
Yeah, it's it's the, perfect. It's a perfect setup of her character. It's so great. You've just seen her like free and and the real Maria did like have time spent in the hills. Like mm-hmm. that that's really it comes from her history there. Julie Andrews is just so good. But she actually almost turned down the role yeah. of Maria because it was so close yeah. to Mary Poppins. Yep. Which she had just got done filming. Yep. So can you imagine if they hadn't what? convinced her? To like, oh my gosh, I don't think it, I don't think it would have been as good, or or oh, I agree. it wouldn't have been as well loved today. Like yeah. I don't think people would know it as well. I yeah, because she's agree. such an icon, and just her running down the streets when she gets this chance, mm-hmm. and that's what's really sweet at the beginning of the movie, where clearly she's frustrating everyone, but yes. it's still endearing. It's still Robin endearing. Still loves her. They're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. They're all frustrated with her, but. It's endearing. And her getting this opportunity mm-hmm. with the I have co- like the confidence song. Yeah, which is I love that movie. one too. Yeah, yeah, really, really well. It's really, really well done. She does it super, super well. And you see the insecurities. Because at the beginning of the movie, I, I like that that part of the movie yeah. a lot because you yeah. get to see a little bit more. Cause like you said, in the original musical, she's very fluffy and she doesn't have <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like, there's a problem, but, like, what is the problem, really? Yeah. Um, but here, even her second-guessing herself and questioning herself and, yeah. and, like, am I good enough to do this? Maybe not. Maybe I should go back. It's great. No, I got this. Yeah. Like, it's she goes through so many emotions <laughs> during yeah. that song she to does. get there. And, and I love that because now you've had people talk about her, and then you have her talking about herself, mm-hmm. and you know who she is. You know who she is exactly. Yep. This young, well-meaning can't figure out where she's going in life, but thinks she knows where she's going. <laughs> it's young so, woman. Like, I yeah, confidence and it was such a good addition to the show. Mm-hmm. And like one of the the quotes I pulled from um and uh, someone's autobiography, I'm sure, was uh when she worked with Robert Weiss was the director on it. There was like a first director, and then he took over, and he did West Side Story. And you can definitely mm. see similarities in cinemat- yeah. cinematography. Yeah. Um, in this, but she went up to him and a producer and said, "How are we going to get the sugar out of this show?" And I think <laughs> so. She influenced a lot of the changes nice. and, and tried to get it into a more. I think grounded version of Maria. Yeah. So I love that she also had the power to like say that. <laughs> right. By right. this point too. And I, well, yeah. at that point, cause that's Julie Andrews, right? Like, like yeah. at that point, she'd been my fair lady. I mean, like, well, Mary- D- Walt Disney was like, I'll wait for you to do. Are you kidding? That's like the ultimate Trump card. I can say whatever right. I want. Walt Disney right. wait, postponed <laughs> a movie movie that became a cult classic immediately. Yeah. And was going to postpone it again <laughs> if she had gotten Eliza Doolittle. Yes. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. No, she Love can it. say whatever she wants. Yes, she Dame can. Julie Andrews. Do what you want. <laughs> Do what you want. Um, oh. Yeah, I just love it. But yes, so Confidence in Me, great addition. I think mm-hmm. it added that element of her I want song in a weird way. Yeah. Like it kind of is yeah. like her pump. Well, like, yeah, well, I think it does work. I think you, I yeah. think that wording is right. It just feels weird because she doesn't know what she wants yet. Yes. I think that's okay. Yeah. But she's going to like do her best. She's she's going to do it. She's going to try. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> hopefully do well. Maybe. Oh, it's so, <laughs> it's so charming. It's just so. Yeah. yeah. And, so she, and she does a great job of making Maria the charming character that the musical wanted her to be yes she's still ingenue-esque yes you know she's she's still pretty she's still young she you know but she brings back a little more of the dirt and the meat that yeah 
the original Maria had yeah. the, that that started inside of that. Yeah, <laughs> probably Maria. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that was a really good good blend. Yeah. I agree. I have a fun fact about the iconic pixie cut. Ooh, tell me all about it. She looks so good in that. I'm so jealous. So good. And I, (laughs) it's iconic. Like the trademark. And it became her trademark look that like short hair. Yes. So she was Dame Julie Andrews was uh, set to film The Sound of Music with her hair was kind of longish and was like a natural brown. And they attempted to give her golden highlights and it Mm. left her with like a bright orange mop. And as damage control, it resulted in the strawberry blondie pixie cut that she sports in the film and then becomes her trademark look. I love it. Because some bad highlights gone wrong ended up with I love it, though. Because <laughs> it works so well for her character. And it's yep. so funny because, like, you see there's multiple times in the movie where her hair gets, like, messed up. Yep. And it's so easy for her to push it back. Like, it just it felt like a conscious yeah. choice of I don't care about spending my mornings doing my hair up real pretty yeah when it could just be like this and i could yes. just brush it with my hand it's it fine. felt very <laughs> like i'm not material because maria yes. isn't like she no. like not at all the only dress she has is the one that came in that someone didn't want anymore like like it's, right right it's it's very yeah she's very relaxed in a great way about that something that they did switch that isn't in the musical or the movie mm-hmm. um maria did not bring music back to the family not yeah. that she didn't like music that was not mm-hmm. ever a question but mm-hmm. it was still a thing that the parents taught the kids music mm-hmm. they learned instruments all of that but who brought music back to them was father franz wasner who recognized mm-hmm. their musical talent after hearing them sing mm-hmm. He became the family's uh, music director. That's right. Yes. Actually. And he is the one who made them the Von Trapp family singers. And mm-hmm. this was during the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. In the 30s. Mm-hmm. Is when he did that and caused them to be that and and, and go around their way. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of cool that he did that. But he was cut from movies. Um, yeah. They once again, yeah. understand why they, yeah. that, why they gave it to Maria. I think Maria was a good choice to give it yeah. to because it does... That romantic, like, brings them together. Music becomes the metaphor of, like, coming in and bringing life back. Like, Right, yeah. right. So we, I I don't mind that change at all, but want to give Father Franz. Franz Wasner. That, um. Yes. That respect. Yes. Ode. <laughs> well but done. yeah, that was kind of, I was surprised about that, but not in a yeah. bad way. And I don't mind that a woman was given um, that Yeah. Time. Yeah, so, like, it, it makes sense. In. Like adding a whole other character into the middle, like it, it meant like there's already, there's already so, so many, many plots happening, so many plots and so many characters. Like I do appreciate that they name all of the sisters. Appreciate yeah. that they all have names. That's great. All the boys have names. Everybody has names. Yeah, they all like, have personalities. Yeah, I do appreciate that. Was also very lines. like towards the end of the golden age, like the rise of the ensemble. Yeah, having names and being important and it carries yeah. on into like the '60s. I think is. Which I love that concept. Yeah. (laughs) Also, Maria was originally, the original Maria was only sent to come educate the one sickly child. Yes. Of the the family. Not all of them. But once again, I get it. Yeah. It's much more dramatic if it's not, oh, the oldest one can't go, or the second oldest one can't go to school because she's ill. Yeah. It's, they're driving away the governesses to get dad to oh, come yeah. home. That's and way then, more yeah. dramatic and romantic. Yeah, it's way more like, and then they're all a team. 
you know, mm-hmm. like against her and then they get to love her. Like it, it makes sense. I get it. Totally I think it's kind of fun for Maria's story in the musical and then mm-hmm. thus in the movie as well that she grows to love the kids almost in the way of a child. Mm-hmm. Like she connects with them first. Yes. Playing. Yes. Like it's not like, let's talk about your mom or let's, you know, she she doesn't like, Liesl arguably would be the easiest one for her to try to reach out to first because yes. she's only a couple years younger than her. Mm-hmm. But instead her first, her first choice is like, what if we went out and played? And they're like, what is, what's our play? What are she's play? like, you don't even have play clothes. I will make them for you. We're going to have so much time. Guess what dirt is? I can't even yes. show you. Yes. Like, you know, yes. like, like she relates to them in the childhood she almost didn't get. Yeah. And I think that's something that surprises her a little bit. Yeah. Because I don't know if that was the intention of her to go there and like become a child again. Yeah. As opposed to becoming there and like, I'm going to be a good teacher. Like she yeah. connects them. And she wins quite a few of them over with that first display. She really does. Yeah. I like that it's Not also, all of them, but. Not all at once. I like the growth. No. I think that's mm-hmm. really nice with her. And that actually was really historically accurate. And even more so, she fell in love with the children first and came mm-hmm. back and wanted, wanted to stay with them. And like she's made comments in different writings and stuff about how like she eventually fell in love with Captain Von Trapp, <laughs> but like that she really fell in love with the kids first yeah um so like all the romantic tension that she kind of has like the dance and the uh outside mm-hmm. the party and stuff wasn't really what was happening <laughs> it, right that, that's the romantic drama or was happening over like Decade, I don't know what yeah. the years <laughs> yeah, that yeah, were like yeah, 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 actually supposed to be happening during this time. <laughs> exactly. So it wasn't crazy romantic things like that right. was happening. It was she was falling in love with the children. And I think he was falling for her before she ever fell for him mm-hmm. um, rather than it happening mutually like it does in the. Yeah. In the musical. So I was like, I get like it's way more fun to have that like moment where she's blushing and dancing with. And it's also kind of fun that they both don't realize it. That is sweet. like you still you still yeah. get that kind of aspect of the original of that they don't quite they're both von Trapp in his own way mm-hmm. but they're both so focused on the family aspect the kids aspect yeah that when they are pushed together and they're like oh oh wait wait what yeah <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny um yeah. but I can see that too of how that much slower happened yeah. in real life yes and I you love seeing her win the kids over yes. You love seeing that every little bit of them slowly getting to her side Mm -hmm. and last but not least, Liesl, you know, (laughs) coming over and them um, performing music together and and getting into it is, I don't know, you feel, I feel at least, (laughs) my opinions, um, I appreciated that more and Mm -hmm. felt that more than her getting with him. Yeah. Still great. Glad that yeah. glad that they made made that romantic. Glad that it was mm-hmm. very consensual because mm-hmm. it could be weird. They are very different ages. They're very 25 ages. years different. Yes. Like that is huge. So I do appreciate that it is super, super mutual. Mm-hmm. Like Liesl and Rolf kiss way before they ever do. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. So it's it's very, it's very mutual. It's very um consensual yeah but i don't know it's much more satisfying to see her win over the kids it is and that's like i like the focus i i honestly wish it was even more focused on that i don't know it just that it does feel a little icky with him being so much older and i think they play it decently where you don't feel the age gap as much maybe he just looks a lot younger 
for like he looks good for like a 50 I think what helps know? it is that she's not a child like yes. she's in her 20s yes. that's what makes it not yeah like icky icky yeah. If that makes sense. It's yeah. nothing ever, at least in our term of the word, like nothing illegal happened. Nothing. Yeah, nothing illegal <laughs> happened. And like, it's still weird for like the guy to fall in love with a governess. Like that's the bit, you know, mm-hmm. the nanny situation. But like, right. It's what happened. So I can't be like. And that's a like, really popular trope. <laughs> yeah. I can't be like, man, like, you're I'm, just using tropes. It's right. like, oh, but it happened. Like, like, <laughs> no, but it was real. It was yeah. real and it did happen. Yeah. So like, I can't be <laughs> mad at it. Like they were just following what. Right. What's going on? I will say one of my favorite Maria moments in the beginning is one of the only times you get to see her be really like not like sweetly subtextual <laughs> is the guilt, guilt trip that she gives them at the table for that frog. Oh, my God. Oh, my yes. goodness. That is like one of the yes. only times that you see her be dripping with like. It was so nice of you mm-hmm. to welcome me. Like <laughs> that guilt trip was so well done. And she doesn't really. She doesn't really do that again. Like you don't. She's no. not someone who guilt trips them. No. But like that moment is. <laughs> it's beautiful. Crying <laughs> in the middle of dinner. Well, well, I think too. Like they they're expecting another old lady. Yep. Who's gonna jump and be scared of this frog? Yep. Not some 20-year-old who's like, yeah, I, I, she probably put one of those in Mother Abbess's yep. you know, bed when she was a kid. Yep. <laughs> like, like, and didn't tell their dad uh, on them, didn't yell no, at them, just no. guilted them so hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> Much like when Lisa comes in, do, nope. does she tell dad? No. Nope. I think she actively makes a point to say that she, that she won't tell him. Yep. And doesn't question her at all. Yep. Like, they do have a little conversation later, but like- yeah. In the moment, it's like, nah, get in here. Yeah. Put on my bathrobe. That's so Don't be wet. <laughs> yeah, she's their friend first. And it's set up where, like, mm-hmm. she's against him because the whistle thing freaks her out. And she's, like, horrified by, like, mm-hmm. what's going on. So, like, like the the crazy structure and the yeah. lack of – it's, like, the lack of love. Like, she's very concerned. He's like, she's like, you don't hug your kids. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. Like, that kind of thing she was super worried about. Yeah. Which, yeah, like, I get it. She's – it's – that's, I'm, I'm assuming she's going off of what she would want, yeah. you know? And sh- she does. I, I do like in this one, they do change for the better, not mm-hmm. in a drastic way. Yeah. I think her change is more her discovery mm-hmm. of figuring out where she wants to be in life. Yeah. And how very opposing to Elsa yeah. is she wants to be a mother. So yes. much so that she... Marries into this family who she loves. She yeah. loves all of them, obviously. Yes. But not only does she take all his seven kids, but they have three more. Yeah. Like she has 10 children mm-hmm. because she loves. That's what she wanted to do. Yeah. She just wanted to be with them. And that's that's really sweet. And I think at the time period that it came out, mm-hmm. I could see why the movie was incredibly popular. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think the movie is propaganda, but I could see people taking it and yeah. being like, see, look, look the woman these. found all the their children, place at home the, and yeah. it was wonderful. <laughs> you know? it, yeah. This would be the you know? first like mom we've talked about, like mother maternal mm-hmm. character being a part of the plot. Yeah. And I love that for her. That's what she yeah, wants. And she, it, what she it's what she gets. And, and it's kind of great because you see her discover like – Okay, but this problem like Maria maybe isn't a problem because this silly wild energy can yep. be directed to these kids who need that. Yeah. 
So she yeah. can still be that, but it has a, a focus now. Yeah. You know? So I don't think the intention was there at all, but I could no, see no. that being part of why the movie went so well, yeah. especially it coming out in like the 60s. Yes. Right? When yeah. that kind of like, yeah, we're going to stay at home and be a housewife, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I could see maybe the media enjoying that a lot, but I don't yeah. think that was the intention at all. Yeah. I think it's just a woman finding her joy in having a family and that is really wholesome and really sweet yeah and that's like and that's nice to tell those stories too like i think mm-hmm. that's that's great and it's I, needed they're women that need yeah, to be represented a hundred percent and like yeah we don't talk get to talk about many mothers and children like it's a lot to put children in a show so oh the for sure of putting that many yes and that young <laughs> and that young like yes. like liesel liesel can be a 20 year old yeah you can you yes. can feasibly be 20 and play liesel on Broadway, and, yes. and no one would second guess you. Gretel cannot. Mm-mm. Gretel can be like ten. That's like probably the limit because yeah. of how many kids there are in the yep. different ages. Yeah, because you not only be. do you have to like find one, but you have to find one that all... fit together yes. in a way that makes sense. Yes, yes, and multiple copies because they yes. can't go because yep. of contract things. Yes, they can't go on multiple nights a week. It's just yeah. a wild time. So for them to commit to that and give them all, I mean, they had like they all have lines. Yeah. They, they all have lines. They all have moments. They all, it's yep. not just like, I don't know. It's, it's, they have a, we have a whole song. Yep. And, that, and they have multiple songs they sing together, but they have a song with solos. Yeah. And the kids sang it's, for it's themselves. People, like, there's been rumors about like that. Like, the kids actually did sing for themselves uh, in the movie. Yeah. There's uh, uh, Captain Daddy Von Trapp uh, dubbed. Yeah, for uh, sure. For mother, sure. He's dubbed. Mother Abbess, I believe, is dubbed as well. Yeah, they ended up dubbing. She, I think they tried to let her sing it, and then they ended up dubbing it because Climb Every Mountain was just too hard. Um, Climb Every Mountain, I feel like it's tricky because it's kind of that – it's it's very golden age. This is yes. sound weird. It's very golden age in that it's it verges on operatic. Like when I tell you that Cole Porter is the odd man out in the golden age, yes. I, that is that is not an exaggeration. Like, yeah, he, so like yeah. his music mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. very different compared to what most – Golden Age musicals were yeah. like Climbing for a Mountain can be done very musical theatery, yes. but it's just not going to hit the same no. as like a classically trained opera singer. <laughs> like yeah, that's no, going to hit way better and it's going to be more powerful. Agreed. So, so like, yeah, I'm like, unsurprised by that. She tried. It was too much. Great dubbing. So we still have dubbing going on. I will say this is my random Marnie Nixon, who we have talked uh, about multiple times. She back and she has a face. An icon. She's Ooh, in this movie. She is get Sister here. Sophia. She is <sighs> Sister Sophia. So Big screen. Big screen, finally, babe. <laughs> she finally <laughs> gets to have a face and be in the movie and doesn't dub. Doesn't oh, dub for anyone. She so. gets to be in it and do it. Yeah. We love that for her. Yeah. And people, they actually were worried. This is a Julie Andrews tie-in. So the producers were a little worried about Andrews reaction to Nixon being on set because she dubbed for Audrey Hepburn's vocals in My Fair Lady in which people like all, like to make that whole drama about Julie Andrews oh, not being in My yeah. Fair Lady. But no, Julie Andrews is a saint. Yeah. When she first saw her, she went, Marnie, I'm a fan of yours and like went up to her yes. and like, like, yeah, like, are you worried about she's Julie a queen? Andrews? Are you kidding? Julie Andrews? Yeah. The unproblematic so. queen? Yeah. Are you kidding so. me? Absolutely not. We love, her. we love her so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Maria. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, we're fine. Sorry. <laughs> but, we just love her so much. Yeah. Um, no, but I, but I think that, I don't know. 
she's such a part of what the Maria that everybody knows, how sweet and caring she is, really fed into that and her like yeah. youthful energy. I understand why the same person plays who played Peter Pan. Yeah. Also was cast as yes. Maria in the original Broadway show. It makes yes. perfect sense. It does. You have to have that energy. You have to be able to run around. You have to be able to do all of that. Yeah. And then look good enough in a dress for someone to be like, mm, maybe. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, like, infectious I get like it. energy that like you can't help but like walk behind her in a line and sing Do Re Mi or something, you know? <laughs> like Right, right. It's just it's it's really fun. Yeah. I think she's a very endearing character mm-hmm. and very relatable. And I think one of the reasons that her and Liesel had this conflict and it took her the longest to get Liesel over. Yeah. And we talked about why on Liesel's side, but on her side, they're in the same boat, but different, different yeah. ages. Yeah. Maria's on the cusp of getting out of the real world to figure out what she wants to do. Yeah. Like be a nun. Mm-hmm. She's here at the Miss governance job. You know, what is she doing? Yeah. And Liesel, am I a child? Am I adult? You know, it's it's those are two precipices that yeah. these these women are on. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to be able to see the other person when you're standing on the edge of the cliff too. You know. And one of so and one of the things I think is really relatable about Maria too is that she wants so badly. She thinks she wants to be a nun. Yes. In it, and she thinks yes. that anything outside of what her original plan was makes her bad, makes her not correct. And right. when Mother Abbess leads her to understand that it's okay if this is not what your calling is and yeah. for her dream to change is hard for people to do. Like if she's worked yeah. like very hard to be something she believes she should be and then gets hit in the face with like, maybe I have changing my entire life's view. That's a lot. That's, That's a, a lot, lot, man. She goes from like, I will never be married. I will stay in this castle by myself. Like, yes. nunnery with all these women and do this for the rest of my life to I'm going to be a mom with a husband and seven children. So yes. like, <laughs> like, that's a huge life shift and a new dream shift. Yeah. That I think is... In a great way. Yeah. You, you love that for her too. Yeah. Like, in a different way from... So this is a way big throwback, Love it. but just to throw some j- shade at Ginny, uh, <laughs> where Ginny Weasley yep. becomes a mom and you're like, get it, girl. And then yep. she just quits her, like yep. just quits. She has yep. her first child. And I was like, I'm never going back to Quidditch ever again. Yep. Like, are you kidding me? Yep. That is the biggest lie you've ever told me. Yes. Miss woman who should not be named. Yes. Miss Turf. Like yes. uh, that's, such, you just didn't. You you almost it, it's like there's no way there's no way I yeah. don't even like that you have kids that's frustrating yeah. I should like that you have kids I should enjoy yeah. that you are working mom that's something that like, Harry yeah. would want and yeah. that you would want that's yeah. so frustrating that this is making me not like that where on the very opposite end of the spectrum this woman who is independent and headstrong and mm-hmm. I don't need anybody actually falling in love and be and wanting all these children and then we know later has more you yeah. love that for her yeah because it's her discovering herself yeah. it doesn't seem out of character it doesn't seem left field yeah. it feels very like she should have that if she had let herself believe she could that this was mm-hmm. what she would have done from the beginning yes like that it, it's for sure. so like it's that moment that things click into the right place for her this is what she should do even just getting to sing music with them and yeah. them. julie andrews learned how to play the guitar for this movie mm-hmm. like get it um and, and she and her guitar did not need to be dubbed captain von trapp christopher Plummer's guitar so needed sorry, to be sir. dubbed though he did try to learn how to play it <laughs> 
Bless. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about him Good in the after hours. Yes. <laughs> and like in their relationships, I think a little overly sweet. Like how like those moments they have those like classic romantic moments where yes. like they dance yes. and they're like faces are next to each other. Like it's a li- I understand why they're like, let's take some sugar out of mm-hmm. it. But like also people need that escape. So like I'm not mad yeah. about it. Like I get no. it. It's just mm-hmm. doing the trope well. Yes. It's still a yes. trope, but they're doing tropes very well. So. Right. And and we don't get the book one of five yes. to, like, to watch them fall in love. Because obviously yeah. they do fall in love. Yeah. She wouldn't have three more children with him mm-hmm. and flee to America with him. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like if she didn't like him at all. Yeah. You know? So clearly they do fall in love. But in a two and a half hour musical you yeah. gotta well and I you gotta say, have those those la- those looks and stuff yeah, to just right? get get it going <laughs> well and i i will say that it is important to note that oscar hammers oscar hammerstein the second was usually involved in the book writing of his musicals nice. like he did a lot of work with that too and that's why a lot of the shows are considered groundbreaking and like he he does different things with storytelling but mm-hmm. in this the playwrights were already brought in so they got to t- handle the entire oh, book. True, true, and true. And he did not get to help write the book of this musical. Interesting. So some of the reactions to the like, well, this is just standard like formula of like, here's how you do these structure. You know, like it's a it's right. a formula this fits into really. Maybe due to the fact that Hammerstein was not involved in the book writing at all. And it was playwrights who like knew that this works and it is structured yeah. well. All the plots come together well. Yes. It's very yes. well written. Th- there are no loose ends. Yeah. But which it's not surprising. Honestly, shocking. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're not like thrown. Like yeah. Rolf, Rolf are the biggest moments. Yeah. That's the like, biggest <laughs> like, yeah. 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 <laughs> but nothing is overly like, wow, did they just do that? Like it's right. It fits into the formula, which is also mm-hmm. comfortable. That's why right. I think it's easy for people to like, they have the Hollywood Bowl sing along like every year. Right, right. <laughs> of this, like, people love it because they know what they're getting. It feels right. right. It's like, but I think it's interesting to note that one of the things critics hmm. brought out about it was that it was very basic and not uh-huh. revolutionary. And that and they Oscar didn't let, didn't get him, to help with it. Yeah. And maybe so, it, who knows know. what it would have been if he, I don't know. He would have made it a little darker or if it would have, you know, yeah. Like, we'll see. That's so interesting. Yeah. Huh. I love the scene with her and Mother Abbess and after she's come back and like yeah. Mother Abbess talks to her like this isn't for you like you ha- like you need to go back like it. Right. I think that's really beautiful to have that she has that guidance um, and mm-hmm. then to come back and that's why I like the, the musical of Elsa better and for Maria because then she comes back and gets rather yes. than there being like that weird like middle. No time. there's there's no weird middle time. It's yeah. yeah. Elsa's just like, mm, yeah. I'm going to politely step out before yeah. I... Before this happens. Get petty. <laughs> yeah. But then, so you had that little bit of, like, drama and tension. Mm-hmm. That, like, you had the beautiful exit scene that they write into Elsa where she's word vomiting, wedding stuff that he's not yeah. listening to because he's watching Maria in that blue dress by the water. Why is she wondering by the water? No one knows. But wow, is it pretty? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that dress. It's so pretty. <laughs> In the movie? Oh, gosh. So good. And I love that Elsa points out. Elsa points out to her in the scene where she's in her bedroom saying, like, he, you know, you're blessed. Like, don't be silly. He's looking at you. or women. Like, cut the crap. Yeah. And she says something to her before she gets to join the party because she doesn't want Maria to join the party, but Max invites Maria to join the party. And she right. says something about, like, well, you could wear that blue dress that... <laughs> 
that you wore the other night. And that's the dress that she wears when she's by the lake in mm-hmm. Von Trapp's season. I'm like, mm, did she know? I don't know. She wore the blue dress again. I know she has she like two. But yeah. <laughs> Here are your two dresses. But so. still. Do you think Captain Von Trapp wouldn't have splurged with the governess some mm-hmm. regular human clothes? Yeah, right. I bet he I, would if you I asked. do love that that dress she comes back in is the same dress that you see when, when she's back in the like the, the novice yeah. that's coming in so like she just took it because she would have given up so that would have been yeah. the dress that's available like well done costume team like, it was well really good <laughs> Oh, no, I I enjoyed a lot. I think this one seems a little deeper and a little yeah. definitely more risky than some mm-hmm. of the other shows that they've done. Yeah. I love that Maria is so such a strong, fun character. Yeah. And very different than people we've talked about yeah. in the past. In this in this series at least, this uh season full. Yeah, I'm trying to think through like all the ones we've talked about so far. She's probably the kindest <laughs> character <laughs> that we've talked about. Like people are nice outside of outside like, of White Christmas. Yes, like those two are pretty pretty yeah. sweetie sweeties. Yeah, they're they're Just, like, very misunderstanding like, each other's. Yeah, there's a lot of misunderstanding, but there are like some more biting discussions with each other. Like. There's mm-hmm. a little bit more of a biting banter, whereas well, like because they're Maria, sisters, though yes, Maria doesn't true. have anybody like no, that. She to just talk gets to. to be very like, and that's mm-hmm. that's why the little the guilt trip scene hits me because it's a moment where she gets to not be like sugary yeah. sweet, and you know she isn't really sugary sweet. She's yeah. just fun. Yeah, and you could see that from her cutting up the drapes and <laughs> teaching them a song and putting them <laughs> on the back of a wagon and then yeah. climbing trees. He's, oh my gosh, he's mortified when they're all in the trees waving at him. Are yep. you kidding me? Love That's that. so funny. And I like, what a that. fun thing for the costumers to do too. Oh, like, right. Find some drapes. But yeah. you need enough drapes to c- clothe seven children. <laughs> she like destroyed property. She destroyed yes. property to for make sure. clothes for them to for get sure. dirty in. <laughs> Yes. Like, could have so asked money. for new fabric. Oh, for sure. He has the money. Would have had it the next day. Yeah. Like, nope. Nope. Too, too funny. It's just, I don't know. I think she's really sweet. I think she has a lot of depth to her. And I really enjoy her as as a character. And you can yeah. tell that this is definitely on the way out of the golden age. Yes, you can. But I think that was kind of cool that we picked yeah. one that was on that border. Yeah, it was nice to see. To kind of compare. Yeah, because we have a, a lot in the beginning, too. So, like, it's a nice mm-hmm. nice way to, like, look at the end result of the Golden Age and how we've grown and how yes, we haven't. Yes. Um, yes. That, too. I think it's really fun. I do have one final fun fact. Ooh, ooh. It involves Queen ooh. Dame Julie Andrews. Amazing. I have a fun fact <gasps> as well. Yes. Okay. Do you okay. want to end with yours or with mine? Mine has nothing to do with the movie, but it kind of has something to do with the movie. Mine is just, like, a goofy thing about filming. <laughs> So like, okay. I'm happy to go first. Here, let's you you yeah. you finish yours. And yeah, I'll tell it's you. a goofy little <laughs> thing about filming. So Dame Julie Andrews <sighs> couldn't stop laughing due to an, a powerful overhead carbon arc called a carbon arc Klieg light that, in her words, was making a raspberry sound every time she leaned in to kiss Plumber. <laughs> That's so, so funny. So after, and then you get the giggles on set, and then you just can't stop after more than twenty takes. The scene was <gasps> altered to silhouette the two of them to hide Andrew's giggles. <laughs> oh my gosh. They had to change the lighting because she was That's laughing. So funny. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. Quit the lights at that point. Like, do this shot again. Yeah, Even just money. like change your light bulbs or something. That's so funny. Oh, yep. Julie, we yep. love you even more now. <laughs> um, yes, that was mine. My utterly random fact yes. is um, so the mountain that they run up at the end of the movie yes. is a real place. It is a real place that now you can go to and get tours of. You can take a gondola up cool. to see it. And my father, my my grandfather was a colonel in the military. And so he was stationed out in Europe. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother was very big on like, we. she had three boys. She was like, we need to go like do things. We're not just living on the base. We need yep. to like get out and do stuff. So she's like, let's go to the Sound of Music Hill. That's so beautiful. Cool. Beautiful. They go to the Sound of Music Hill. It's great. Yeah. They come back down. Now, this is like a very long – it is very there, – there are varying degrees depending on which brother you talk to Yep. on who this happened to. It definitely wasn't Jeff. <laughs> it was either my dad or Scott. It definitely wasn't Jeff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff was the oldest. <laughs> and the gondola ride is anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes depending mm-hmm. on who you ask. Mm-hmm. Um, They got all the way back down to the gondola and was like, where's Steve? And or possibly Scott. They had left one of their three boys at the top of the hill that they run up of at the end of the sound of music. Did you like, did he get back? Like, were the hills alive? Like, you had plenty of time <laughs> to feel it out. Like, oh, for sure. They made it. Apparently, he didn't even notice, so, which is why they can't tell which they're which not super is. confident which one it was. <laughs> That's an amazing that thing my, to not be sure of. <laughs> yeah. My most random sound of music fun fact. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for this yes! two-part sound of music journey. Oh, yes. And, uh, and listen to our after hours all we about of we got sound of music. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know so we said this. Stuff. That's why there's two episodes. Are you kidding me? So, yep. but there's one after hours. So enjoy. Yes. All of it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great day. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Damsels in Dialogue. Tune in next week as we jump into the zany musical adaptation of a classic fairy tale, Once Upon a Mattress. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can help us reach even more listeners by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a rating or comment on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you are listening. If you want to join us for even more discussions and opinions about The Sound of Music or any of our episodes, head over to our Patreon. There you can support the podcast and unlock an entire library of exclusive after-hour video podcasts with a new one arriving each month. You can also unlock research notes, bloopers, and more. Follow us on social media and at our website on damselsanddialogue.podbean.com. Until next time, this has been Damsels and Dialogue. Have a nice day. podcast episode is sponsored by royal princess parties llc and is produced by helen author audio part of hello out productions